Discover how you can live a glorious and supernatural life through the teachings of Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa. Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa is the senior pastor and visioneer of Holy Hill Chapel, Assemblies of God. An anointed, energetic, and practical teacher, this servant of God will inspire you with practical teachings of the Word of God that will inspire, refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body, soul, and spirit. Now to today's message. It is our year of supernatural growth. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus. Let's honor him for being the owner and the builder of the church. Hosea 12, 13 says that by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. God has not left us without a prophet in this house. And tonight, we are pleased to have our own prophet and father in the house, Reverend Dr. Kojobwatin Mempa. Let's put our hands together and celebrate the gift of God. And we also want to salute the first lady, our mother in the Lord. Put your hands together. It is testimony time. And our first testimony is from Pastor Elolo. Supernatural deliverance and provision of accommodation. He says, after introducing the Holy Hill Chapel branch in OUB to the communion wine, a member who had been drinking alcohol for four years drank the communion wine at home on Friday the 7th of July 2023. And people of God, he vomited a wall jacko afterwards. And since then, he has been delivered from the spirit of alcoholism. Give Jesus a resounding clap of praise. He says again, he and his pregnant wife were evacuated from an uncompleted building they lived in. On Sunday, the 9th of July, 2023, after our anointing service, they went in search of accommodation and to the glory of God, they got a single room self-contained for free to the glory of God. I thank God for bringing such deliverance into their home through the kingdom mysteries. God bless daddy for his teachings. You can give Jesus another clap of praise. Our next testimony is coming from Sister Efua. Divine provision of 4,000 Ghana cities and business breakthrough. He says, throughout the 21 days of prayer and fasting in June 2023, God favored me greatly. I needed 4,000 Ghana cities to clear my debts. And during service one day, Daddy instructed everyone in debt to touch the altar, and I obeyed with so much faith. A few days later, people of God, I received the 4,000 Ghana cities from someone. Give Jesus a clap of praise. <laughs> Additionally, I received all kinds of cash gifts throughout the fasting period. I also reconnected with three of my business clients who I had not heard from for, for years, and they wanted to do business with me. I want to return all the glory to God for canceling my debts and granting me favor. Hallelujah. Tonight, somebody will receive a testimony similar to this one. Give Jesus a big, big, big hand of praise. 
This is from Sister Becky. Supernatural academic breakthrough. During the 100 days of prayer journalism, I successfully passed my nursing exam in the UK after two failed attempts. Glory to God. And additionally, my husband also passed his nursing exams in the United States. And as I testify, we both have license to practice nursing in these countries. Praise be to Jesus. Minister Esther is also thanking God. We healed of generational eye disease. In the year 2022, I started feeling extreme pain in my eyes. So I went to the hospital. After a few tests, the doctor said there was a growth in my eyes and I would have to undergo surgery to remove it. He also said that my tear duct was dried up and this was the cause of my inability to look at light or against strong wind. So I was given artificial teardrops to help protect my eyes. My mother, grandmother and uncle experienced the same thing and went blind. Two of my siblings had the same problem and had to undergo surgery before they could see. So knowing this, I refused to go through the same thing. So I began to pray about it. I also applied communion wine and the anointing oil to my eyes. As I did this constantly, the pain reduced gradually. On Saturday, the 10th of June, 2023, after cell meeting, the pain became intense and unbearable. I had run out of the artificial teardrop the doctor prescribed, and I could not afford a new one because it was expensive. So I prayed to God for healing as I came to church the next day for the covenant day of healing. I testify to the glory of God that since that Sunday, I have not experienced any pain in my eyes. You can clap better than this. I've not experienced any pain in my eyes and I can look at light without using the artificial teardrop. This is what Jesus can do. I want to thank Jesus for breaking this generational curse and restoring my sight. Indeed, the anointing breaks every yoke. And that is how tonight, every yoke upon your life shall be destroyed in Jesus' name. Brother Solomon, supernatural healing through the mantle. He says, on 2nd February 2023, around 7.30 p.m., my friend was called for a business and asked me to assist him. On our way back, my motor ran into a car when I tried to avoid another car crossing me. My motor went right under the car, which caused the car's tire to burst, and the rim began to cut my leg and my mouth. My shoulder dislocated. And as a result of the excruciating pain, I lost consciousness. I was then rushed to a hospital, but the doctors referred me to another hospital. There, the doctors said that due to the severity of the injury, my bone broke, so they would have to amputate my leg. But my brothers asked that they scan my bones to see if it was really broken. And if that was the case, they would take me back home to Nigeria. 
To the glory of God, after the scan, they realized that my bones were not broken, as the doctor said earlier, so I was treated. And all this while, I was still unconscious. I always leave home with my prophetic mantle, so I had it with me on the day of the accident. When I regained consciousness after three days, I was very surprised to be alive. Then I remembered that I had my mantle with me. I took it out and prayed to God for divine healing. And guess what happened? My family was told to get crutches for me because it would take more than two months to be completely healed and to be able to walk. But by the grace of God and his power in the prophetic mantle, I could walk again in three weeks. The doctor said two months or more. But Jesus did it in two weeks to the glory of God. Give him a resounding clap of praise. I want to thank the God of my father for this great intervention. And God richly blessed daddy for his teachings on the application of the kingdom mysteries. If you're excited about what God is going to do in your life tonight. And you are happy that the prophet of God is in the house. Give him clap. Give him praise in Jesus name. Thank you Lord for all these amazing testimonies. Somebody celebrate Jesus tonight. Oh, clap your hands. Celebrate Jesus. If you are excited to be in tonight's impartation service, make a joyful shout unto the Lord. A joyful shout unto the Lord. Somebody celebrate Jesus with a shout and with a clap. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell the neighbor, neighbor, tonight in partition service, anything can happen. Oh, look at look, look to the, another person. Say, neighbor, in tonight in partition service, anything is possible. Your healing is possible, that miracle is possible. That breakthrough is possible. Hallelujah. Woo! When you hold my hands, everything becomes possible. When he holds your hand, ah, that breakthrough is possible. When you hold my hand, Every little thing becomes possible when you hold my hands. Oh, that marriage is possible. Come on, let's do it. Hey. Come on, put it together. Come on, do it. Clap your hands like that. Come on, do it, somebody. Hey, 
Something good is about to happen to you. Then to another person, say something good is about to happen to you. Give Jesus another clap offering. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Welcome somebody on your left, on your right. Love them with the love of the Lord. To tonight's impartation service. Some spirit from Jesus is about to fall on somebody in the service. It's going to be very powerful. Hallelujah. Will you lift your hands and thank him again? Just, just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise.
Now, today we are going to be believing God for the impartation of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Many Christians carry their own spirit, but you need to carry the spirit of Jesus. For when the spirit of Jesus comes upon you, you think differently, you live differently, and your purpose becomes different. Many are running their own mission, but we are in the last days, we have to run the mission of God. So I want to share something which we have titled, The Value of the Human Soul. The Value of the Human Soul. Why every day we are talking about soul? Why every day we are saying talk to people? Why every day church, 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 church? Some of you are very tired. I just had a meeting with somebody a few minutes ago. He has to go and come back again. You see? So, uh, why don't you let us go home and rest? Why? Because something is very important you need to understand. Now, Mark chapter 8, verse 36. As you are sitting down, which part of your life is important? It's a question you need to answer. Is it your car? Is it your education? Your wife or husband? Or your pointed nose? Or the money in your account? But this scripture is going to help us. I want us to read it together. Ready, go. For what shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and lose his soul. So two things are being compared here. The whole world, not a crap. Not a crap. Not a kind of constituency. The whole world. What shall we profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. But people are even trying to gain their village to lose their soul. People are trying to gain one car and to lose their soul. Some are looking for iPhone 14 to lose their soul. And yet the Bible says that your soul is more important than the whole world. Let me read it from my own Bible, Passion Translation. I want you to focus here. For what use is it to gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it could offer you at the cost of your own life. This one is more powerful. What use is it? To get all the wealth, to get all the power. He is not saying wealth is not good. He is not saying power is not good. But don't get it and leave your soul. That's what he's saying. Project your soul. So when it comes to choosing between those things, if you have all of them, get them all. Me, I want all of them. But if you are supposed to choose one, they put both on scale. What use is it to gain? Now, the reason why he's saying this is on my new book I've written, 15 reasons why you shouldn't go to hell. The number 15 point says that anyone that goes to hell has become the poorest of the poorest of the poorest of the poorest. Because in hell, you can't even go with your beautiful face. If you ever carry anything to hell, the heat, the 12,000 degrees Celsius heat, will burn everything, including your wake. So don't try to enter there. Anyone that goes to hell, you are going to be stripped of everything. Because you see, the Bible said, a man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. Going to hell means you are separated from God. 
So it is poor people who go to hell. I'm not talking about poor in terms of you don't have what to eat, you don't have whatever. So let me talk to rich people who are listening to me today. You know, one of the things I found out is that I will even say rich people, every human being like good things. How many of you like good things here? Of course, you cannot choose Okada against private jet. It's going to be wrong. Or you cannot even choose a car beyond a jet. If you decide to travel from here to Nigeria, it's going to take you maybe 8 to 12 hours if your car is very powerful. But the jet will take you 45 minutes. Even if that jet has no crutch, it will reach before the car gets there. And so, all of us like good things. Then I have good news for you. If you want good things like I want good things, tell your friend, make sure you make it to heaven. Unfortunately, many of the people that like good things are not heaven bound. Because they are deceived. And they are blind. Heaven is the epitome of good life. Heaven is the epitome of good feelings. Heaven is the epitome of, I don't know how to describe it. Don't try it. Number 15. Once you land in hell, you lose everything. You just go there with your soul to be tormented. So those that goes to hell will become the poorest. Don't try it. If you hate poverty, don't try to go to hell. If you like riches, make it to heaven. So this scripture tells us, for what use is it to gain the wealth and power of this world? With everything you could offer at the cost of your own life. 37. From the same man. And what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? Turn to somebody and say, what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? Talk to him for me. Some of them, when I talk, they don't hear. When you talk, they will hear. What could be more valuable to you than your own soul? The soul of every man is the most precious thing to God and to himself. Because your soul is the part of you that never dies. Now listen to me carefully. The soul is the part of you that never dies. And number two, the soul is God's part in you. Because it is the breath of God. Genesis 2, 7. Your soul why you must guard your soul more than your time? Why you must guard your soul more than your nose? Why you must guard your soul more than your certificate? Is because all these things will expire. Your soul will never expire. So be careful of your value system. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. So every part of you is dust. No matter how fine you look, sister, dust. No matter how fine you look, Mr. Flesh, dust. <laughs> God formed the man out of the dust of the ground. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Unfortunately, this is your fine look. It's dust. Say yes, the Lord. Add it to it. Otherwise, you say you are insulting him. Say yes, the Lord. <laughs> dust our shapey bonbons nice whatever 
buying all kinds of creams. Hey! People doing surgery for shape. Dust. You may not be happy, but I'm reading the Bible. I'm not the one saying that. I'm just reading the scripture to you. But what changed the dust into something valuable? And breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. A man became a living soul. So, without the God part, you are a dead soul. So, what part of your body are you protecting? Which part of your life are you spending money on? Let's go to the Amplified. God formed man out of their lands. Then the Lord God formed. That is created the body of man from the dust of the ground. Many guests are not happy with this scripture. Because they be fine. As people look at them, they are just backsliding. I don't think slave queens will be happy with my scripture. Hey! And breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. An individual complete in body and spirit. That's why when a man is separated from God, even though he's walking on earth, he is dead. They don't understand it. And so therefore now, you must value your soul and the soul of other men more than anything bacteria. More than anything material. Many want to exchange their soul for temporal, simple pleasures of this life, especially money and sex. Jesus saw the importance of the soul and he sacrificed for our soul. He paid a very great price. And we ought to tell everybody in the world. The devil's number one agenda is to destroy the human soul. What the young man is saying that transgender is freedom. That's you are a man you can change into a woman. I'm walking in New York and I see a man coming. He's wearing mochas. And he's walking like this. So I tell Pastor Adams, what is that? He said, can't you see it's a man who is walking like that? I was shocked. <laughs> he has James Mokas and packed them this place and juggling like a woman. But when I saw him, I said, you are a man. <laughs> now, so, the video you saw is a group of nice individuals, very pretty ladies, nice gentlemen, who are going on a walk doing a campaign to promote homosexuality. I have another one. That one, this is a London, but the other one is in America. They've removed their breasts, everything is showing, and they are shouting, we are coming for your children. We are coming for your children. We are coming for your children. So that's why you see today, if your children come home and you don't check the homework, maybe you are the homework, but you don't know. All kinds of things are happening. What is the devil trying to do? One of the MPs in Australia was there when her little daughter came, asked some funny, funny question. 
The man busted out. He went to parliament the other day. What is happening? You see, people are not only practicing sin. Now they are rebelling against God. Man of God, what is the rebellion? The rebellion is that they are trying to change that which God has made. So God made the person a woman. He said, no, no, no. I, I won't be a man. That's rebellion. So, the first time we saw this thing is in Sodom and Gomorrah. Now watch, I listen carefully. As soon as men began to alternate, there are sin and there are sins. This one is the highest. God came down in Genesis 18 and he told Abraham, where are you going? He said, I'm going to Sodom. What are you going to see? He said, ah, it has been reported to me. But the people are very evil. Now I want to go and see it myself. So God comes down with two angels. They go to Abraham's house. I'm in Genesis 18. And Abraham gives them food to eat. And when they finished and they wanted to go, Abraham kept God in a conversation. And he said, Lord, what are you going to do in Sodom? He said, ah, the sins of the Sodomites have come before me. I want to go and have a look. Ah, so can't you see it from heaven? And then he said, if you have 50 people, will you destroy? He said, no. 20, no. 10, no. They didn't even get five. And so the Bible said, while they were talking, the Lord said to Abraham that we are going. And they left. So these angels now come to the gate of Sodom and they meet Lot, who is Abraham's nephew. And then he is the righteous man in the city. And he welcomes them into his house. And as they began to sit down to eat or to have some snacks, they hear banking at the door. Open, open, open. Open, open, open. What is it? The men of the city have come to the doorstep of Lord. And they say, Mr. Lord, we hear you've gotten some visitors. They look very nice. We want to sleep with them. And Lord says, no. These are angels. Now, angels have no sex. They are not men. They are not women. But because of the way our mind is, let's just say that the angels are men because Jesus is a man. So now, they bang the door and then they open. Men are standing there. And then Lord says to them, what do you want? They say, the men that visited you, they are two. We want to sleep with them. And Lord says, no. I have daughters who are virgins. Follow me. I will give them to you freely. They say no. We have tasted that one. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. We want to move on to something else. God did not create. And so they said to Lord, if you don't move out of our way, you and all the people in your household will perish. And then the angels are sitting. Remember, God said, I've heard many reports, but I want to go and see. Unfortunately, when he came, he saw. The men now hear the conversation because the voices of the people are rising. And then they say, Lord, what is happening? And they now, they now come out the door and pull Lord inside and then face the people. And they say, what do you want? They say, we want to sleep with you. And the Bible said, they now stretch their finger. And then all the homosexuals went blind. And then they said to Lord, 
carry your wife, carry your daughters, and your daughters' fiancés, they were not married yet, they were yet about to be married. And move out of this place because we have seen it ourselves. And God is going to rain fire to burn this city. And the ladies tell their fiancés, and they laugh at them. This is a new lifestyle. This is it's our right. And whatever, whatever. And then as they waited, the angel said to them, we don't have time. It is time. And the Bible said, they now hold Lot and his family members and pull them out. Lot did not go by himself. He was thinking about his houses, his castles. He said, they are not important. The angel said, they are not important. Save your soul. They are not important. Save your soul. Lot is still waiting. Where is my shoe? Where did I put my phone? Where is my certificate? Where is my briefcase? They say, hey. And they pull off. Holding his wife's hand. And two daughters following. And they said, don't turn back. Because when you turn back, the judgment of God is going to fall on you. And while they were going, Mrs. Lord remembers. I have a lot of gold in the city. I have an investment. A star life assurance. <laughs> I didn't check how much the investment have grown. Hey! And instantly, the Bible said the woman turned back. But as soon as she turns back, what God has said, she turned to become a pillar of salt. But Lot and the daughters left her. Because when it comes to salvation, it is individualistic. Clap your hands for the Lord. They left. So I'm talking to you as an individual, not as a family. Be careful. Not as a group of friends. Not as a father and a mother, a man and a wife, whatever. I'm talking to you as an individual. They left the woman and they escaped into now. They hate you too long. Go to the mountain. Lord says no, it's too far. It's too far, please. There is a city that is very close to us. Lot was negotiating. Let us run into that city. And now Lot now meanders. The angels agree. And the Bible says, go rain, fire, and brimstone. Brimstone is burning sulfur. Now the reason why I'm telling you this story is that the description of hell is the same as what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Hell is also a place of burning sulfur. He rains it down. So, it is fire, but it comes like oil. Listen carefully. It's fire, but it comes like oil ball. So, when it touches you, it splashes over your body and melts the body. And then everybody in Sodom, they hear the screams. Now, they escape into the mountain. But you see, the effect of Sodom was still working against the people that live in Sodom. Some of you don't know why you have to come to church so much. The more you come to church, the more the effect of the uselessness, the sins, the mundanity of the world loses grip over you. These people have stayed among sinners so much that their minds were corrupted even though they were believers. And now the lost daughters came and said, hey, Poppy, 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 since our fiancés are lost in the fire, we need children. So they give their father alcohol to drink. 
and then they have sex with their father. Meanwhile, the Bible tells us in Leviticus that whosoever sleeps with father or mother, the curse of God comes. And they produce, the first lady slept with his father, and then the second lady also went the second day. And I was thinking, so Mr. Lord, when we wake up the other day, didn't you see that something has happened? Maybe old man was also enjoying the evil. Because it didn't happen the same time. The first daughter slept with his father. Woke up, alcohol left. Did you see any spams around Mr. Old Man? The next day they do the same thing. And they produce two children, Moab and Ammon. God cursed them. And he said, these two people, a Jew shall not even marry among them. Now, why am I telling all this story? Is it not the same thing happening today? Even we have taken it higher. Now, it tells us only one thing. Jesus is coming very soon. All the sins in the world, homosexuality is topmost on the list. They are not only doing it, they are publicizing it. They are not only doing it, they are claiming that our children should join them. They are not only doing it, they are fighting for it to become a norm. That is where the money also is. Almost all rich people in the world today are part of that society. And so when they want to fight you, they join as a conglomerate. They can collapse your company. They can collapse many, many things. Because most of the world leaders today are secret members of L to Z. And so where are we now? We didn't see it like this before. Now, this young man leading the parade, he's a Ghanaian. I'm not, I'm not going to mention, he's a Ghanaian. And, and, and there is somebody in this auditorium right now who used to go to church with him. He told me. So when we used to go to school in London, we were in church together. Question, how come that the boy that used to go to church is now leading such an accursed parade? Now, when I watched this video, I began to feel compassion. Because what is happening to them that they don't know is that Lucifer wants to destroy something in them. It's not their body they are thinking about. It's not their beauty they are thinking about. He wants to destroy the God part in them, which is the soul. So, the devil is after the soul of all of us. But in the name of Jesus, he cannot capture your soul. So, people are now exchanging their soul. So, when I see, these are nice people. Yes, the person I'm talking about told me, I used to see him in church. His sister was in church. What happened? The enemy came in. You can't tell me all those people line up in the street. Some of them have never been to church. It's not true. Probably pastor's children are even amongst them. Probably an elder's daughter is among them. What is happening? The devil is waging war over your soul. Tell your friends, stand strong. Stand strong. Stand strong. Now, when you see some of these things, don't condemn them. Pray for them. Don't condemn them. Pray for them. The devil have bought their soul. It has already taken place. The physical manifestation is just to show and to advertise and to evangelize 
They are also evangelizing. And they are using the Anakazo principle. They are using the Biazo principle. These people are shameless. But you, you feel ashamed. You see, a man is wearing Brazil. With women Jerry curls. With ribbons for young girls. One person is everything. And he's saying, we are not ashamed. We don't feel shy. We are fine. Are they fine? <laughs> Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, deliver me from deception. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 to 4 says that if the gospel is hidden, it's hidden to them whom the God of this world has blinded the eye. So the devil is actually blinding people. So, so, you say, ah, so can't they see? Can't they see they look ugly? Can't they? they cannot see. There is a veil covering their eyes. And I pray that as we pray every day, may the veil that is covering the eyes of unbelievers be torn apart and torn apart and torn apart and torn apart. Everybody lift your hand and say, Lord, we pray for them. The gospel is hidden to those who are lost. Verse 4 says that. In whom the God of this world, so this world has a God. Has blinded the minds of them. God is not the God of this world. Though. God is the creator of the world. This world has their God. It's like you have a mayor in Accra, mayor in Kumasi. Mayor. They have spirits that rule them. This God has blinded their minds. which believe not. And the purpose... So that the glorious gospel, some of these people are billionaires, you'll be shocked. They are highly educated, so don't talk about education. It's a spiritual blindness. So that the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Therefore, Jesus came to die to save our souls. Because the soul of you sitting at the top, you sitting in the corner, it's the most important thing. Unfortunately, many, many of you, little things offend you. Any little thing can let you drop your soul, but you won't drop your certificate. Where you are fair. So, what must you protect? What shall we profit a man? If you gain the whole world and lose your soul, your soul is the most valuable part of your body. Now, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10 talks about the judgment of homosexuals. It's not their fault. There is a spirit that is trying to turn against everything that is God. We are created in the image of God. Say no. Let them look something else. Turn them so we got to pray. We got to pray. And this movement is moving down all over Africa. Thank God the Ghana parliament have done something. But you see, what you have to know is that this thing is not about policies. It's a spiritual warfare. Probably somebody will come later and then he will overturn whatever thank god for the men who are right now but our deliverance will not come from policy our deliverance will come from the holy ghost because some of the people have decided if they don't let us do it here we are going to go somewhere else but we who the son shall set free shall be free indeed put your hands together for the redemption power of jesus this is why we are preaching Saving the souls of men. A pastor can be poor. It doesn't matter. So if you're a man of God, I'm talking to you. 
It's not about what you wear and the car you drive. Don't be deceived. Ah, because God is not giving me a car. Am I called? Do you need a car to tell somebody Jesus loves you? That's why there's so much pressure on the church. Because that is the only place where salvation is coming from. So Jesus sacrificed his comfort and came down to redeem the man that has God inside him. So we must also sacrifice to save others because of these three reasons. Number one, the soul that sinner shall die. I'm not using the word man anymore. We are not talking about people's physical body. The Bible said the soul that sinner shall die. So if we don't save them, their sin will take them to a final place of separation. Ezekiel 18, 20. The soul that sinner shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Now look at it. Eh? The father shall not bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him. And the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Everyone is going to bear his own burden. But you can help someone jump out of hell. You can help someone. I'm trying to explain many things to you. Tell them. Some people are, man of God, we need money. We are going to sell our body. Hey, don't sell your body. It is the cheapest part of you. Don't sell your soul. Let the body suffer and let the soul be saved. Number two, the reason why we have to sacrifice to save the souls of others is that the soul that is not saved is bound for horrible judgment. John 3, 16, 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, mm, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. That's why I'm saying we don't condemn them. Just even told you that they said this boy was in church. Eh? He has his church mate right now as I'm preaching. Here. You don't know him, so you just start saying this, whatever, whatever. He wasn't like this before. Something happened. For God sent not his son to condemn the world. We are not called to condemn people. We are called to save them. We are called to pray for them. We are called to love them. We are called to reach out to them. But that the world through him might be saved. Jesus did not come to condemn. So don't condemn people. Save them. Pray for them. Organize things that will help them. Anything you can do to save a soul. God will not honor you because you condemn somebody. But he will always applaud you for saving somebody. God did not send a son to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. Look at it. He that believed on him is not condemned. So, wait a minute. So, because you have believed Jesus, tell your friend you are not condemned. Now, say it with some boldness, man. Ay, 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 So, even if Insawom condemns you to life imprisonment, and when you get into the prison, you get born again, you are relieved from condemnation. The best prison is not where they kept your body, it's where your soul will be kept. Eh? He that believeth not on him is not condemned. But he that believe not is condemned already. So all sinners are condemned already. When we are winning souls, what we are doing? We are bringing them out of condemnation. Acquitted and discharged. Acquitted and discharged. Give your love to Jesus. When you do that, you are acquitted and discharged. He that believe not is condemned already. 
So all of us were condemned before. And the gospel came to us. And now we have been relieved from condemnation. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Some of you know yourself. You used to strip with three girls on one bed. You. You. A beast from hell. One girl here. One girl here. One girl here. That is the propensity of your sexual escapades. You are a horrible, terrible devil. We are condemned. Somebody shout by the grace of God. My God. Oh, somebody shout grace, 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 grace. Some of you, when we check your abortion list, some numbers will be missing. From 60 year old, you've been committing abortion. The ones you know and the ones the ladies didn't tell you. So some of you think you are free because nobody came and said I'm pregnant. They were. But they thought we were irresponsible, so they didn't tell you. We are all condemned sinners. Tell your friend, we are all condemned sinners. Say bye. Oh, no, raise your hands. Raise your hands. Say bye. Say bye. Say bye. So from today, when you see another condemned sinner, will you condemn them or you pray for them? Shake your brother and say, pray for me, man. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for them. Reach out to them. Today, the church is joking. Most of the part of the church, we go to church, receive prophecies, ah, and come say one something. Wow. Okay, fine. After that, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Receiving revelation. Upon revelation. We have forgotten that there are others who are condemned. Number three reason why we got to go and win souls. The soul that is not saved will burn in two places. You will burn in hell and you will burn in the lake of fire. If this thing doesn't touch you, you don't have feelings. Psalm 9 verse 17 says, Those that forget God, the wicked shall be turned into hell. And all those who forget God. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all those who forget God. Wow. Revelation 2015. And all those whose names were not written in the book of life. Maybe you have a Ghana card. Your name is in Wesley Girls Girls Association. Hey, your name is in the wrong place. Your name is Lion Club, Tiger Club, Antelope Club. But whosoever's name is not found in the book of life. So hell is twofold. We have held the waiting place and held the final destination. The first hell is what Luke 16, 24 talks about. Where Lazarus and the rich man went because they were talking. The lake of fire, no talk. And then finally, eh, I'm tormented in this flame. This is the first hell. Then the second and the final one is Revelation 2015. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake 
Hell is a prison. The lake of fire is a lake. Somebody say, thank God I'm not going there. Say it with all boldness. Now, since we are not going there, <laughs> let's think about those who are going. Romans 8.36 We must all be driven with passion. As I was traveling, I sat in my corner and then I saw a man who was there with his child and the child was disturbing him. So he said, do you want me to change my chair for you? He said, yes, thank you very much. And so I changed my chair, gave it to the man. And because of that chain, a young girl traveling had to stay with me there. He's about 24 years old. I sat with this lady. He has nose marks, everything. And then I said, babe. <laughs> in the plane, only the two of us in the corner. In case you die tonight. Where will you spend eternity? Do you go to church? Yes, I don't go to church. Church is boring. I said, what? Church is boring. You are about to go to a place. That place is not boring. It's burning. In seven minutes, she gave her life to Christ. Seven minutes. Church is boring. It's better you sit in a boring church and go to heaven. And to stand in a jumping disco and make it well. And one album we said was worship. So I said, Can you pray the sinner's prayer with me? Seven minutes. Papa, papa, papa. I'm now born again. I said, Now you are safe sitting by me. We can now travel. <laughs> Glory to God. May the spirit of soul winning be impacted, impacted, impacted. When you go to a hospital where the nurses have lost their feelings, they insult the hurting instead of helping them. And we cannot become like that. So Romans said, for it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, accounted as sheep for slaughter. Why? In all these things, what he's trying to tell you is that on your way to heaven, you are going to encounter many difficulties. But please, value your soul more than the difficulties of life. In your lifetime, there are two types of success. But let me start with number two before I come to number one. Number two type of success is your personal achievement. I've gone to school. They call you success. You got married. They call you successful. You bought a car. They call you successful. But that type of success is only workable here on earth. And there's another type of success. We call it success with God. Many are successful here, but they don't have success with God. But you must live your life to pursue success with God. What is success with God? Success with God is when you are able to stir joy in heaven. And how do you do that? By winning souls. Luke 15, 10. If let's say that my daughter, Abana has a daughter, and the daughter goes to school and blows all the papers. Hey, hey, hey. Mommy will, will pop champagne. We get to celebrate her success. Like my daughter just called me. He said, in the law school first semester, he got first class. I said, wow. 
He got six A's and one C. I said, what if you were here? I would have carried you. Now, that one is success with men. Say success with men. But that's not the highest type of success. The highest type of success is success with God. The reason being that success with men is like a record. They are always broken. They are always broken. I was discussing with one of my close and I said to him, I saw billionaires in America. He said, hmm, Ghana billionaires. So every record you said, there are people to break it. You buy a house of a million. Somebody lives in a house of 25 million. So this type of success, all athletic records have been broken. And they keep breaking them. But there is success with God. And that one is what I want you to pursue. It's in Luke 15, 10. You see, when you become successful, success gives joy to your acquaintances. But you must live your life in such a way that your success will give joy to heaven. Clap your hands for the Lord. That's another one. Many are focused on success on earth. They will kill their mother. They will lie. They will do all kinds of things. But what they don't know is that success on earth is time bound. It will be short lived. It is transient. It will one day prove fiasco. Now, likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. So, when you make a sinner to turn into a saint, you have gained success with God. God blows champagne when new believers come to Jesus. Wow. Tell your friend, will you allow God to blow champagne over your success with God? Is it many of you are not interested in what I'm saying? Because we have been deceived for far too long. I want to make it on earth. I want to leave my name. If you leave your name, we'll forget you because we are all going. So who are you leaving your name for? We are going. We went to Miami to visit Bishop Noel Jones. And uh, when we got there, he called me and he said he's doing something. So I should give him some few minutes. So Bishop Dixon now says, let me drive you at the beach of Miami. Because it's in the afternoon. It's in their summertime. Come and see things. People are not wearing anything at the top. They only cover here and they just blow around the place. You've seen all kinds of things. This is Melonier's Road. All kinds of yards. All kinds of hotels. Some of them 70 floors. And then we come to a place. He said, let me take you to Visage's house. I said, Visage, I thought he lives in Italy. He said, no. His house is in America. Then he takes me in. The house is opposite the beach. And I said, is he there that we can greet him? He said, no. The man died 14 years ago. Many of you are using his things right now. So I said, why kill him? The man is a man and his boyfriend killed him. Somebody shall mess a man's boyfriend. Kill him. Define it by yourself. He had this boyfriend, 20 years old. He sacked him, brought another. The other one said, I'm not going. Not with all this money. Took a gun and shot him. That's how that successful man died.
he died by somebody killing him. He died, a man shouldn't have a boyfriend. The judgment is too hot. He have no child. But those that live in that realm don't produce children. They are against Genesis 1.28. Replenish. Produce. They are against that scripture. So her sister now inherited everything. And I'm standing there and I'm so sad. And I tell the pastor, I'm even wearing his belt. I didn't know this is the way this man died. Success on earth is not success with God. You can achieve so much. But if you are not born again, look at the way his life ended. The millions are still there, but the man himself shot by a 20-year-old boy. As a homosexual. That's how the devil wants to disgrace. Some of us, we call ourselves successful. Be careful. And I'm asking you, what type of success? You must have both, but the first one must be the first. Success with God. Strengthen your relationship with God. Win souls for God. Win souls. You are getting more clients for your business. Get more clients for church. That one is your personal success. You need success with God. And then Saturday, one of my spiritual sons came. He said, I, I want us to go and pray for somebody. I also, who is that? He's an 82-year-old billionaire. So let's drive and go. The man lives on 72 acres of land, like a forest. You drive this way, 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 drive this way. They use machine open, pew, 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 pew. The place is like a zoo. He has all kinds of things. And then we finally land. The house is rocks hiding in some place. A man on 72 acres of land. And then we go. The first room, second room, third room, fourth room, papa, 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 papa. The, the room is just two floors. But he cannot come down. So they have used a machine to attach to the steps. So he sits on the other room. And then I'll come down. <laughs> Different rooms from here to here to here. Finally, I meet him. He's on his bed. Alone. Pray with him. Say, so next time when you come, I'm going to drive you around. And then we come down. And they take me to his garage. I say, when you and so A car that looks like a plane is sitting there. The man is so rich, anytime he travels, he goes with his wife and his dogs, two of them. He don't take public transport. They charter a plane. The plane will come to where they are, fly them off. But he said he was sad because his children are not visiting him. 82. Private golf, private this, private this. And I'm like, ah, is he born again? And the wife that we met is the third one. 82 is still a billionaire. Because if you can just sit down and take your phone and wire one million dollars into somebody's account, Charlie. Even Ghana will make you a president, friend. <laughs> Give the Lord a shout. <laughs> it's lying there. He doesn't eat. 
And I'm thinking. You see the galleries, all kinds of things. But one thing thou lackest. If you gain the whole world, don't say they didn't give you anything. They didn't give me anything. Those type of people don't give like that. They don't do show. He said, next time when you come, I will drive you around. That was the only promise. And I don't know when I'm going to go to that place. So when it's what Put your hands on your chest and say, Lord, protect my soul. I say, Lord, there's somebody shouting and say, Lord, protect my soul. And lift your hands and say, I want to be successful with God. I want to be successful with God. And I gave you only one key. To be a success for God is to stir joy in heaven. And you can only stir joy when you save a soul. When you save a soul, God will pop champagne. When you buy a car, you enjoy it yourself. When you got a new wife, you are the one enjoying the wife. Leave God alone. Nothing will do affect God than to save that which his life is in. And his life is in our soul. So he sent us a soul witness. So today I want to read to you something about a man of God called John Wesley. John Wesley sacrificed his personal comfort to save souls. So let's see something about Wesley. What did Wesley do? John Wesley was an English clergyman. He once said, the whole world is my parish. In other words, wherever he goes, he's winning souls. Wherever he goes, he's winning souls. This man, because of passion for souls, traveled on horseback, preaching two, three times each day. And he rode 250,000 miles. Crisscrossing different places. There are no cars. And yet, we pastors, we have to advise ourselves. Today is a Christianity of convenience. Nobody wants to go through anything for God. But things are going to change. It's time to sacrifice for our God. 250,000 miles. Preaching. In those days, between 1703 and 1791, he gave 30,000 pounds to the work of God. Even today, 30,000 pounds is no small money. He gave it out. He preached more than 40,000 sermons. Ask your friends, how many sermons have you preached? To your friends and your neighbors, and how many have you preached? He formed societies, opened chapels, examined, raised preachers, administered, gave to charity, and published about 400 publications. And he did not do that without trouble. His greater difficulty was in his marriage. Many people are saying they have problems. Man of God, until I finish solving my personal problem. Now listen to me. Your personal problem is your personal success. But in spite of your personal problem, you can be a success for God. You can be a success for God. So I don't agree with the people who say that if a man of God's marriage suffers, he has failed in ministry. It's not true. Ministry is different from marriage. Marriage is two people joining together. One can decide, I'm not going to go again. But you go feel go alone. Put your hands together for the Lord. I don't agree with them. 
everybody is entitled to his own opinion. So look at John Wesley. John Wesley favored celibacy means before before he wasn't interested in marriage. But he very unhappily married at the age of 48 to a widow called Mary Vazel. The woman had four children already and the pastor married her. Thinking that she was going to show the man of God favor. She showed him pepper. <laughs> he peppered the man like Peniha. John Singleton right. By 1758, she has left him. And unable to cope, he left the man of God. He will go and come. Go and come. Go and come. Go and come. Until he finally went and never came back. John Wesley had a very difficult marriage. I'm reading from his book to you. But did not stop him from winning souls. This is where you have to clap your hands. His personal problems did not stop him from winning souls. Man of God, I have accommodation problem. Hey, he cannot stop you from being successful with God. It's good to have a good house. It's good to have a house. And I pray for you, I want to get. But in spite of that, you can still be successful with God. So he said, dear soul winner, never allow personal issues, marriage, even sickness to stop you from accomplishing God's purpose. When John Wesley died, look at his inheritance. What did he carry to the grave? He left behind him a good library of books, a worn-out clergyman's gown, and the Methodist church. That is the property he left behind. Put your hands together for the man of God. Woo! Today, his certificate cannot be found. His gown cannot be found. And I read another commentary that said he left 40 pounds behind. All the things he did cannot be found. But the method is church. The soul is transversing from glory. You don't clap your hands, you are an antichrist. From glory to glory to glory to glory. To glory. Daniel 12, 3. Gave that ten many unto righteousness will shine like stars forever and ever and ever. So now, almost 400,000 years, we don't know his house. We don't know his bank account. But we have seen many of us here are from a Methodist background. Many are from other different, different backgrounds. That's why we don't get to such church. Because from generation to generation, God is doing an amazing work. Thank God for John Wesley. Put your hands together for that great man of God. Now, can I tell you something? He's the reason why London is as it is. He's part of those that abolished the slave trade. They stood on the Bible to rescue humanity. Today, Europe is going back into the hands of the devil. We got to pray for them. The land of John Wesley has become a land of homosexuals. We got to pray for them. Another person I want to show you something is a man called William Carey, the father of modern missions. This man went to India to preach. He was there for eight years. He never won a soul. And this is the price that he paid. There were years of discouragement. No Indian convert came to God for seven solid years. 
Can, do you know what it needs for a man to preach for seven years? And when he makes an altar call, nobody responds. Seven years, no convert. Death, disease, deterioration. And his wife that he carried died. He married another one. He died. So he had to marry three times. Because they were dying on the mission field. And he buried almost all his children. Because there were a lot of diseases in India. But this man stayed there for the sake. Now, during this man's time, one of the things that he did, there was something in India called soti. Soti means first of Sanam. If first of dies, they will burn his wife to accompany him. Festus is the one who have died. Though. So where are some of the wives? Kobe Sana. Kobe is 80 years old. He has died. Epi Amata is 55. Before they bury Kobe, they will set Amata on fire. Because, I mean, you say love is forever. You know, be so you talk. So that's how they burn widows after widows. And this one day, William Carey was passing outside. And he saw a widow being bent alive. And he said, what? They said the husband died. She has to go because they said the two shall be one. And Carey said, no. How many more widows will die? You see, when men are in darkness, they call black, white, and white, black. That's why we got to preach. You see, when people are in darkness, they are wicked. They don't think about anybody. The man without Christ is very dangerous because he walks in blindness. And then he said, no, this thing got to be abolished. He preached and preached and preached. And one day, he sent a letter to the British governor. Can you help? Let's stop this nonsense. You see, a man has been put in state and they bring their wife close and they put fire. Where are the lava girls? Are you willing to go? Ask any lady with you, are you willing to go? People say Christianity is what? Christianity is the best thing that ever happened to man. Christianity, because we are the ones that know the truth. And he shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All the ladies jump and clap your hands. That's why you are not bent. But now, but now the day will not be here. My friend, we burn you to follow Pastor Cosmos. That's what they used to do there. And so the man of God wrote a letter. And then it got. He was a shoemaker. But he was very brilliant. So when he got to India, they made him a university professor. Wow. He now have influence. He wrote a Bible, translated some of their language. So as a senior lecturer, I spoke the lesson. One Sunday morning, he was there preparing his message. And a letter came to him that finally... A policy has been made that that costume be cancelled. The man removed his suit. He said, I'm not going to check. And they told him, interpret it into English. Now, it came in English. Interpret it into Indian language. So we circulated it around. He said, if I go to church by the time I come, many widows will be buried. Today, no church for me. He sat down and turned the thing from English into the Indian language from morning till evening. That very evening, the publication was published. And that's how girls are looking beautiful today. <laughs> that are girls who like old men. 
Papa, I'm in You will be bent alive. Alive. The other option is to die before your husband. This is what was going on in India. But when the light of the gospel came, can you clap your hands for William Carroll? Men of God have changed the world. And they also brought university education to such people who were living in darkness. Before he died, he has read 30 missionaries, 40 native teachers, 45 preaching substations. And approximately, he has raised a church of 600 members in such an 80s nation. Put your hands together for the Lord. Another thing he did, he established the English Baptist Missionary Society. And out of that missionary society, many millions have received the salvation of Jesus Christ. Remember, he buried his wives, he buried his children. John Wesley had to go many years without a wife. Because the woman left him. The woman died six months, Wesley didn't hear. Because those did no tell him, they sent him a telegram, your, your wife died. But why they didn't stop? What is stopping you from winning souls? Because you are thinking about success on earth. But real success with God is to make heaven happy. And I read that impartation on everybody here from today. Lift your hands. I live to make heaven happy. I live to make heaven happy. And that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Now, put down the seven things you have to do. To be successful with God. Number one. Pray for souls. Always let there be a soul on your prayer card. Whether it's your family member. Whether it's a friend. Pray for souls. Luke 2, 36 and 38. A woman was in the temple fasting and praying for the redemption of Israel. Number two. Go out and chase after souls. Acts 26, 22. Men are blind. Having obtained help from God. We continue to this day. Within us. We continue. Not when we were youth. Even now. We continue. Go out and chase after souls. Monday the youth went on soul winning. They came with over 500 souls in one night. Clap your hands for all the young people in the church. Yes. So when I saw the report. I tested my youth pastor. Now God has called you. Before, before, you were an entertainment prefect. <laughs> now, God has called. And everyone that went on that soul winning, in academics, you will be number one. Yeah. All the youth that way, you drive a better car than your father, your grandmother, everything. Yeah. And may the Lord give you a good marriage all your life. Yeah. A better house, because a soul winner deserves everything that is good. And I declare you bless, 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 bless. Number three, follow them up by visitations. Phone calls and text messages. As 932 amplified. We are all learning to become soul winners. Every believer's responsibility. You have learned to be how to be an accountant. You have learned how to be a sincere. You have to learn how to do the main job why God left you on earth. Amplified. Now, now, Peter was traveling throughout the land. He went to visit the saints. Visitation. Visit the saints. God's people who live at Lydia. So when you bring a soul to church, don't say, Pastor, you said I should bring them. I've dropped them. I've dropped them now. I'm finished. You have not finished. Visit and visit 
and visit until they become established. Until they become established. Number four, sacrifice your money and your resources. When I go to Winslow's, I give them transportation. I give them my shoes. I give them my dresses. I give them whatever, whatever. Me, you say you want to come to church, I'll give you everything. Even if I have to give you my shoes and walk to church, it doesn't mean anything. Let's be passionate to that level. Let's give our material resources. We call it kindness evangelism. Kindness evangelism. Cook some food. People like food. Let them gather around the gobe. Preach to them the word of God. Sacrifice our money to organize crusades, transportation, printing gospel tracts. Look at one and there were certain women that followed Jesus' ministry and they gave their substance. Let me tell you something. Make sure 70% of the money God gives you goes into the gospel. Otherwise, one day money will stand in judgment against you. People have used money for all kinds of things. People have used money, but they don't know money belongs to God. Make sure 70% of all your money goes into the work of God. Whether you are a pastor, you are an individual, or whatever, whatever. Man of God, we are not into the ministry to get. We are in the ministry to give. We are in the ministry to give. Somebody wanted to clap there. God bless you. Put your money in. Philippians 1.5. Amplify. Look at it. Right now we are doing so many things as a church. Putting our money into the gospel. Yes. Thanking God for your participation. And partnership. Both your comforting fellowship and gracious contributions. Nobody stays in church without giving offering. Don't listen to them on social media. That's not where the success is. They are opposers of the church, opposers of God, and opposers of everything that is good. Be careful. And don't give an example. Certain whatever. Some pastors say, hey, 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 hey. Every currency has a counterfeit. But when you see the original, you see it. Every currency has a counterfeit. But when you see the original, you see it. Gracious contributions. Not complaining contributions. In advancing the good news. So money advances the gospel. Regarding salvation. From the first day you heard it until now. So money must be used to push. So don't ask questions. Why do we give offering? No. You can't love somebody without your money. Even the ladies here will not agree. They say love is fake. Buy me some Gucci shoe. I need a Givenchy belt. I need some Louis Vuitton. Take money for shopping. The ladies are happy. Who wants a dry love? Love that is dry like Perkinson. May God fill every dry love here. Dry love. You can't love God with your, without your money. It's a fake love. For God so loved the word that he gave. And don't let the devil confuse you. A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. So put your money in the gospel. Number five. Let's teach them the word of God. Get them baptized both in water and in the Holy Ghost. If you bring somebody to church, make sure you send him to foundation school. 
Don't be in a hurry because you came in a car. You want to carry him home. That's not the assignment. If you have to wait for 30 minutes for them, if you have to go and come, or give them money and say, when you finish, come home. Make them stay. Teach them the word. That's number five. Let them know the word so they can grow. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Eh? Baptize them in the name of the Father. Teaching them. Teaching them. Baptize them in the name of the Father. Teaching them to observe. So send them to foundation school. If you are a pastor, you are listening to me. Your church needs a foundation school. Don't let do church like market. They gather to scatter. Gather to scatter. No! Teach them to know the word. Teach them to know the word. My, my soul sent me a question. What question did he even say? He said, Pastor, he said we should pay tithe. Mm. I, I just got a school fee. Should I pay tithe? So I said, the school fees was it a gift from somebody? He said, yes. Is it income? He said, yes. Every income must be tied. I know what you are thinking. Pastor, if he tied the school fees, it will not be enough to pay. Mm-mm, you are wrong. It will rather intend to surplus. He will pay and have some for shopping. Because everything you give, it multiplies. Let scriptures answer the way you are thinking. Some don't like that point, but uh, that's the point. Number six, establish them in the church as stewards of God. Nobody should sit in the church to do nothing. Establish them in the church. You ask your soul, what can you do? What can you do? He said, I used to dance in the discourse. Eh? There are dancing champions in the church. What were you doing? I used to be a hotel receptionist. Ah, there are quabba ladies in the church. What can you do? I was a smart marketer. Ah, join the soul winning team. What can you do? I used to talk with my boyfriend for three hours without getting tired. Eh, join the soul winners. You can talk. Everybody's natural gift can be translated to be successful with God. Don't bring somebody to church and just throw them into the church. Find out what they can do and push them into stewardship. Because God wants to get profit from every soul he wins. And an unprofitable servant is the one who does not contribute to the building of the kingdom. And that is the reason why most of the prophetic churches collapse. I was one of them. We just gather people, we pray for them. People who don't do anything. They just got a hey, anointing is flowing. Sister, no church, oh, sorry. You know, people are happy. Yeah. It, is, it is so nice to receive prophecy, my God. And then they will play music. When you are there, you see that you are moving. What? You know, recently I, I went to look for some of those days' tape. I said, Lord, let me rekindle my spirit, the prophetic spirit some more. This a but we shouldn't have left the people there so most of them scattered or they hear there's another prophet here him another one here him another one here him but when they become stewards in the house of god they will become profitable to the kingdom 
So I'm talking to you. If you don't do anything, some of you can teach. But you see, the deception is that. You are very successful outside, but when you come to church, you are nothing. Be careful. Be careful because that is not success with God. <laughs> Exodus 23. You shall serve the Lord our God. So everybody must find a place. Some people's ministry is giving ministry. I'm one of them. I like to give. It's a ministry. Woo! To give somebody something to wear. To pay someone's school fees. To put smiles on their face. It's a ministry. Some can help in administration. Some can help at the car park. What can you do? Philemon 1, 10 and 11. A young man called Onesimus. He was a ragamuffin. Paul took him, trained him, and sent him back. And he said, this guy used to be useless, but now he will become useful to the kingdom. Giving me amplify. Philemon 1, 10. When I read it, I was so touched. Scott, what are you? That's my boy, Scott, man. This boy used to be useless. Selling cocaine, selling this, drawing tattoos. Now, he has many souls in the church. <laughs> Clap your hands for my son. Now he said, I appeal to you for my own spiritual child, Onesimus, whom I have fathered in the faith. Tell somebody, you must father somebody in the faith. You must mother somebody in the faith. Yes. LP, are you there? Mother somebody in the faith. Was a captive with chains. Next verse 11. Hurry up, I have four minutes. Was he was useless to you. Look at those words. He was useless. That is not an insult though. It means he was useless. The that man so too much. Separate the word less and use. He was useless. Less put the apostrophe after the third letter. Phonometric system. U S E K less. To you. <laughs> My God. You are getting a miracle right there, but I understanding it. Ask your friend, are you being useless? Don't say useless. So are you being useless? Less. Maybe instead of giving a thousand offering, you are giving a hundred Ghana. Instead of offering 200, you give two cities. You are being used less. Woo! You are a chorister. You come to Reza once a month. Some of you are in church. You only come to church on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday Christianity. You know, I'm talking to Bishop Jones. And then they are going to say to him, they say, this people's church. It's the only church that on weekdays the church is full. I was happy. You will come here first week in September. That the second black, the, the, the most popular second black preacher in the world. Wow, very powerful. Use, but now it's indeed. Now he is useful to you. As well as on to me. May you be useful in the house of God. Tell your friend, don't hide your talent from God. Don't hide. Don't hide your talent from God. 
finally. Put your soul in a self fellowship for Pastor Raquel. If you don't know somebody, you are not going to be happy in church, even if Jesus is the pastor. Acts 5.42 And they were in the temple and in the house of serving God. Put your soul in a cell. Where do you live? I live. So, okay, join this group of people. Make sure the soul you are brought to church is put in a group of believers for proper pastoral care. And as you do those two things, two major blessings will come upon you. Number one, hey, hey. Who wants to know the major blessings? One. If you do all I've been talking about for the last one hour, you share profit with God as a partner. You share profit with God as a partner in rescuing the perishing. John 4, 36 to 38. PTP Bible. I just want to help you to understand what Christianity is about. It's not just jumping, jumping. There's a responsibility. I like this one. Everyone who reaps these souls for eternal life will receive a reward. Both those who plant spiritual seeds and those who reap spiritual harvest will celebrate together with great joy. Woo! And this confirms the saying, one sows the seed, another reap the harvest. Next verse. I have sent you out to harvest a field that you haven't planted. Where many others have labored long and hard before you. And now you are privileged to profit from their labors and reap the harvest. So in other words, every soul winner is a partner with God. And when you become a partner, you'll never see poverty in your life. May poverty disappear from your family, from your life, forever and never and ever. Somebody shout, Amen. Yeah. Lift your hand and say, God is my partner. God is my partner. I can never be broke. I can never be sick. I can never go down. I can never fail. I'm in partnership with God. Clap your hands. I'm in partnership. Are you in partnership with God? Every soul winner. They say, where do you get your strength from? I get it from partnership. God is winning souls. I'm winning souls. I don't lose steam. I don't lose stamina. Ah, the devil wanted to kill me. God said, uh-huh. He can die. He's my partner. Are you just a believer? Are you just a church member? Or you are God's partner in rescuing souls? Woo! Today, the world is building skyscrapers. The tallest building in the world is in Dubai. Another nation said we'll beat them. And they are trying to beat them. The Dubai people wanted to beat the World Trade Center. They beat it. Someone is also trying to beat them. So we are beating another, beating another, beating another till Jesus comes. But may you become God's partner. You're winning souls. Finally, finally, the other blessing is because so when stir joy in heaven, you obtain favor from God. You enter shopping or you start thinking about the person. God bless you. Daniel 12, 3. They that turn many unto righteousness. I tell you, I'm one of God's darling boys. Don't try me. <laughs> I've seen so many, many visions. People try to kill me. They couldn't succeed. Because I don't do anything. You know. Winning souls. Midnight. Then I meet you on the toilet. Jesus loves you. Maybe if not because of the toilet, I won't see you again. 
Anywhere you meet people, you carry this message. You carry this message. Those of you here who are teachers. Eh? Don't honor GES policy than Bible policy. Today, who is in power determines what goes on in society. But forever, oh Lord, that where they said, I'm going to scriptures. And you move yourself. <laughs> Daniel 12 3. They don't turn many unto righteousness. Now, look at something. Psalm 5, verse 12. Look at something. <laughs> Ooh, I'm enjoying the message. You can't preach and be sad. This is the word of eternal life. This is the word of eternal life. Man of God, you say you are stressed. Check your message, man. They that turn many unto righteousness. Wait a minute. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. And with favor will you compass in run about. I see some favor is about to hit your life. What they save money to buy, you get it free of charge. The doors that didn't open for them in 15 years. By the end of this month, that door will open for you one time, two times, three times, four times. I prophesy, this is your wedding that is about to come on. Because you are a soul winner, it's going to be a sponsored wedding. Someone is about to get one acre land free of charge. I didn't hear him and I said, someone is about to be favored with one acre land. Ay, 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 ay. You don't know what favor can do you. Lift your hand and say, Lord, favor me. me. The boy that took me to the Melania, I said, Papa, God is doing me well. I said, wait till me now they do well. As I was there, there, the man called me, gave me $17,000. He said, go buy yourself a car. See that when you come, you don't drive. The boy took Ghana man. He went and bought a car. That is 21. He came back to the man. <laughs> They say to him, I said, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. The man's golf fee, golf, $69,000. That's for being a member of the, the team. The man may There are levels in this life. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, what they are paying millions for, favor will drop it on your life free of charge. Just get busy becoming a darling boy of God. Money will look for you on the left. Money will look for you on the right. Opportunities will come upon every day. I declare between now and Sunday, I declare an open door, an open door, an open door. Lift your hands for impartation. Now, Luke 5, 17 says, he was preaching and the power of God was present to him. I don't need to lay hands on you. I see the angels laying hands on people. Those of you at the top, some of you, your results are changing in 24 hours time. Somebody went for interview, they suck you. Hey, they are going to call you back before Wednesday 12 in the afternoon. Somebody came sick. Favor is going to heal you. Somebody you are expecting to call who have not been calling. Immediately after the 7, 9 p.m., that mega call is coming through 
and you are going to dance around forever. Lift up your hands. Since I began to teach the spirit of God, there is an impartation. And you know, the impartation I want to release upon you. Lord, help me with passion like Jesus. May the Lord make you like Jesus. With passion, with passion, with compassion for the lost. Compassion for the lost. Ezekiel 2 2. See, the spirit entered into me as he spake. In the name of the Lord Jesus, receive an impartation. Take it in the name of Jesus. Impartation to love the Lord. A strong feeling to love the Lord. A strong feeling to serve the Lord. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. May you become God's darling boy. God's darling girl. May God love you above all else. And I declare that impartation. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are not favored, you are about to be favored. You are walking into favor after this service. Favor everywhere. Take it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Favor everywhere. Wherever the gospel goes, that's where money goes. From today, poverty dies in your life. May you receive more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. Some of you have the desire to help others. Ah, I declare upon all such souls the desire to help others come to church, go to school. Everyone with that desire to help others, I release an overflow impartation. May the Lord give you seven times your personal budget. Take it in the name of Jesus. I said, take it in the name of Jesus. From today, everything coming to you, coming in surplus, and in surplus, and in surplus, money in surplus, favor in surplus, opportunity in surplus. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, take it. Lift your hands and begin to thank the Lord. Somebody is suffering from God, it dissolved. I see 17 people. There is only a week to vacation, but you have not paid your school fees. The Lord says, I should tell you all the 17. In 72 hours' time, money comes to you to settle all your bills in the school. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Anyone with a financial burden that will not allow you to sleep, I command that burden to be crushed right now. To be crushed right now. And then he sent a message. He said, Whilst we were preaching, I said, Lord, I need 4,000 to settle my debt. Ah, he said, right after the service, 4,000. I declare, I don't know what you need, but I know the God of miracles. May he answer your secret prayers. May he answer your secret tears. Whatever you need favor is coming. Take it. And above all, the impartation to be a soul winner. The feeling for souls. Not for two days or two months. All the days of your life. May you become God's partner in winning souls. God's partner in changing your friends. May you be a success with God. Success with God. Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, I want to be success with you. Not earthly success. Success with God. I'll do that stay joy in heaven. I tell you, 12 hours from now, you have something to shout about. Lift your hands and thank the Lord. Oh, shalabakata rebo shetele baba.
when you hold my hands everything becomes possible when you hold oh somebody's on the lifted up oh somebody's on the lifted up I see the favor of God flowing when you hold my hand everything Sunday service. Amen. Target the soul. At the end of this month, it's going to be an Akazo Sunday. Work on your soul. Next two weeks. Is it next week? Next week, we want to, we're going to do some two days crusade. It's a mini corner crusade. It's some corner after soul. And this Sunday, this week, everybody's coming to church with souls that you've been able to gather. Don't say you don't know anybody. Talk to your friends. Some of you, your friends are drunkards. Talk to them. They may go to hell and mention your name that you didn't help them. Talk to your friends. Talk to your workers. Talk to everybody. Make sure their souls are preserved. Don't think about their body. Eh? You have made servants. You are feeding them. You are clothing them. What about their soul? The value of a soul. Lift your hands. Father, bless everyone that came tonight. May the spirit of Jesus Christ follow you outside. Everything that made him a success will make you a success. Amen. Where Jesus didn't fail, you will never fail. Amen. Where Jesus prevailed, you shall prevail. Amen. And Jesus was a soul winner. May you be a lifetime soul winner in the mighty name of Jesus. I bless you from the crown of your head Amen. to the sole of your feet. Yes, Somebody shout, I am blessed. I am blessed. Clap your hands for the Lord. Lord. Wow. 
If you are sick, don't get worried, you are healed. Some of you, as you are walking out of the church, you are walking through an open door. You are healed. It's not that it's a man of God didn't lay hands me. No. As he was teaching the power, Luke 5 17, and then Ezekiel 2 2. The spirit entered into me tonight. A spirit has entered into you. The spirit of Jesus Christ. And I command every devil that have targeted you to kill. They will die before you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now it's time to see the gospel. Take a very good offering. Father. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Multiply everyone's seed. According to Mark 4 verse 8. As we print the books. As we print the flyers. And all these places we are going with a new book. 15 reasons why you shouldn't go to hell. We want to print 10,000 copies of that book. And send it to the schools. Father bless everyone giving. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. When you call. I will answer. When you call. I will I'll be somewhere working for my God. I'll be somewhere working for my God. Come on. When you come, when you call, I'll be somewhere. I'll be somewhere working, working, working for my somewhere. Working, 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 working for my God. When you call, I will answer. I'll be somewhere working for my God. I'll be somewhere working, working for my God. Can you run? Many people are healing the service. People are healed. A lot of miracles happen everywhere. I'll be somewhere, 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 somewhere. I'll be somewhere. God a blessing. There are some people here who are not born again. I'm begging you with all that I preach. I don't think you want to go to hell. You cannot be deceived. One day, a 13 year old boy walked up to me from here. He said, Pastor, I'm a gay. I said, Who gave you? He said, My brother. I've been a gay for three years now. Now I'm now 16 years old. There are people here who are not sure that if you die today, you make it to heaven. I beg you in the name of the Lord. Don't carry on like this. Because if you die like this, we have lost. Don't die as a liability. Die as an asset. Some of you do. You are in church. But the church is not in you. So you are like you are visiting and going out. Like the man at the beautiful gate. Always at the beautiful gate. He never entered. But you got to be born again tonight because I cannot even assure that tomorrow we will meet. And if Jesus comes tonight, the next time we see each other, it will be in heaven. Which I believe is a possibility. 
So the Bible said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You are here, you are not safe. Wherever you are sitting, lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. You are at the top. Come down like that yours. Come down. Come down. You are the last person we are waiting for. We got to close. Set the communion. Set it. Set it. Set it. Come from everywhere. You are at the top. You are not saved. Don't let the devil deceive you and send you to hell. Stand on your feet and come to me at the altar. Come. I'm waiting for you. God bless you, brother. God bless you. I see some people at the top. Maybe tonight is going to be your last night. Your last chance. Don't miss it. Don't blow it. Tonight is going to be your last chance. Run to the altar. Now, there is a gentleman here. On Thursday, your friends and you are going to see a malam. Now, hear me. They didn't tell you the man is a malam. They say, a certain man says he will help us. So, we go. Thursday, one o'clock in the afternoon. The Lord is saying to me that they are going to make sacrifices, but they don't want you to know. And when you go, you will sell your soul. And the man is going to put a curse on you. You will say, no, no, I'm not going to do it again. They say, no, 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 it's too late. That young man is here. Run to the altar. Run to the altar. You are going somewhere with your group of friends. Jesus wants to save you. Either you are there, you are sitting somewhere, or you are here already. There are people who have also been in church. Maybe you were even born on Sunday morning during communion. That doesn't make you safe. God bless you. Say, come here. Come, come here. You see, the devil has a plan, but God is canceling that satanic plan. You want to say, Pastor, I've been in church, oh, but my life is some way. Why don't you come and rededicate your life? You used to go to church. Like this man that we show, being in church, I, we just pray that one day he will turn around before judgment comes. The prodigal son came back to his father's house. Where are you now? Are you still on fire? Oh, a certain lady has captured you. A man has captured you. And all they gave you is iPhone 10. Your soul is more important than all these useless things. I'm waiting for you. You go to church, you're all right, but you are not on fire. If you check your life, you see that these days, and no, maybe why don't you be on fire for God? You have unplugged. Plug yourself back into the kingdom. Come, don't sit down and say you are, you are feeling shy. That's how all of us came one by one by one and by one and we got saved. God bless all of you. Jesus loves you and I love you more. Lift up your hands. Say, Jesus, Jesus. Come, to my heart. come to my heart. I receive you, I receive you as, my Lord as my Lord and personal Savior. Personal Savior. Lord, I'm a Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me all my sins. Today, I open my heart. My heart. Come into my heart. Into my heart. Lord, write my name, write my name in, the in the book of life. Thank you Thank for, saving me. for saving me. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe your needs were met and every word kept you in closer fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Want more? Find us on Facebook by searching Holy Hill Chapel AG or Reverend Kodjo Boatendempa. Or you can join our Supernatural Generation family. 
You can also subscribe on YouTube by searching for our video messages to further boost your faith. We look forward to hearing your testimony through any of our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.